talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Catholic Women Now. I'm Julie Nelson. Good morning. I'm Chris Magruder. How are you, Julie? I'm doing great. I just, you know, it's getting these little glimpses of spring. It just puts everybody in a happy mood, I right? I know. It? Isn't like, it beautiful? Hope. It's hope. You yes. Know? It's like yes. Like the earth is waking up, and God is just bringing us hope here. I know. Should we start with the Hail Mary to bring Let's, keep the hope going? Yeah, exactly. Let's All do it. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well. You have a truth and beauty and goodness segment yes, for us? Yes, we will. Yeah, do you? I, I've got a little one. You want me to start or you yeah, want to start? Yeah, go ahead. You go first. Mine's just how God surprised me this week. I've, I've prayed off and on for a few little things, and suddenly I'll get a call, and something I've been praying about for a long time, and then I just kind of let go of, all of a sudden, not only will he answer that prayer, but he'll throw in a bunch of other little goodies too, and it's like, God, thank you. He just surprises you and loves you, and I just think, thank you, Lord. You know, that's the goodness of God. You know, I was going to go with mine, but there's something in this that I think we need to kind of pull out a little more because okay. I agree with you <laughs> so much. Because last week I had a week like that. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, something came up and like, I didn't have to think how that was going to work. I didn't think how that was going to come. And then right. someone calls or this, this happens or this meeting happens and these things ha- are exchanged and you're like, wow, God, you're just lining stuff up, things up. And it's effortless, right? Yes. It's effortless. Yes. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to make it happen. Yes. And I have really been pondering that like I do, you know, uh-huh. and I know you ponder too. Uh-huh. And I, it's, it comes back to me for obedience. Yeah. You know, when we're obedient to God, he takes care of the little things. Well, it's funny that you say that because I think for me, before I went to bed last night, I, I said a little prayer. I go, you know what? Why am I going to stay up late and think about this all night? You know what? God, you take care of it. I'm going to bed. I think that's what Pope John Paul II used to say. There was somebody that he, said, He'd yeah, say, yeah. I'm done. You take care of it. I got to go to bed. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah. <laughs> so well, that's and, surrender prayer. And I always go back to what obedience means. It's the root word meaning to listen. Yes. And you know, the... I have found in my own life, and I think this is just common in spiritual life, is the more we are in prayer, the more time we spend in devotion, adoration, being faithful to the the rosaries or our devotions, the more we can hear God and the more we can listen and follow him. And Mm. that's obedience. It's not Mm. like being told what to do. It's not like God saying you got to do this and this march step to Mm -hmm. something. But in that obedience, he loves us and he shows us. And it's just he helps us to want his will. He does. And and, and we're here to be Christ to others. Mm -hmm. Such joy. It is a lot of joy. joy. But I do have to say, I did see a down. I I saw something on the other side of that that God showed me, too. And this is a good thing. Um, so I had this kind of like stellar week, you know, like you yeah. come off, it's like, wow, you're kind of like on a spiritual high, yeah. really. And we had a vacation over the weekend. So things, my, my spiritual life and my prayer life got a little wonky. And on Monday morning I, I woke up and I'm like, I feel really deflated. This mm. is not right. Cause I just had this incredible week. You showed me all this goodness, God. And God showed me that wasn't him working there. Mm. And I'm like, oh, and that made me feel so much better. I took care of it. Uh-huh. You know, otherwise I could have easily gone into yeah. like this 
where are you, God, now? Yeah, you know? yeah. where'd you go? <laughs> where'd you go? Where'd you go? That's he was awesome. there, but you showed me. But I don't know awesome. if you ever experienced that in those moments. Oh, absolutely. And especially when you don't stay in prayer, it happens faster. Exactly. That yes. was the thing I did. I went to adoration right away. Yes. It's like, I got to go to adoration today. Yeah. And that's when it kind of came to, God showed me. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of being in prayer, we are going to be talking to a lady today, Shauna Grow, about her kids who are in prayer. I know. In amazing ways. Shauna is going to join us. She is the mother of four children, but two of them have gone into religious vocations. Two, two of the four. I know. So it's going to be really fun to uh, pick her brain and her heart and say, how did you do that? I want to know her (laughs) secret sauce. How many rosaries did she pray? How many masses? How many? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I, I, matter of fact, do we want to bring her in now? Let's do. She's here in studio with us today at the Catholic Women Now coffee table. That's right. Um, Shauna, again, like we said, has raised two of her four four children, but two of them have religious vocations, one with Franciscan friars and the cloistered poor Claire's. Now that is something to just pray about too. Cloistered. Cloistered. Her her only daughter's cloistered. Good morning, Shauna. Welcome. Good morning. It is so fun to have you. Um, So tell us just who are your kids? What are they doing? Um, Just get us started. Give us a little brief understanding of who you are and who they are. Um, I, my oldest son is Christopher and he, um, is with the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. He joined them, uh, September of 21 Mm -hmm. and my daughter is Caitlin and she is with the Annunciation Monastery, Port Clare Nuns, and she just joined them January of this year. So it's all fresh and new. It is. Wow. Wow. I think some people may remember Christopher when he was here as a seminarian. Yes, at St. Francis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he was uh, I remember being at St. Francis one time and nobody showed up to do mass. So he got up and just started, you know, I, he, he kind of just took over and did a little communion service for us for because he was prepared to do that. We were like, well, this is cool. That you know what I mean? To have this young man up there. It was really awesome. Yeah. So did you, uh, watching them grow up, did you see them um, having an obvious vocation coming when they were younger? Not really. Um, they went to, it was really in high school and older in college life when their vocation started coming out. Um, they were very normal, active children in sports and school and church. Um, they went to, as they got older, they started, you know, going to Bible studies, uh, youth group and young adult groups as they were in college. And um, they both found spiritual directors on their own something that they didn't ask, you know, for my help, but I feel like that they've learned from other people that yeah. it was important in, you know, starting daily masses. Did they see you have a spiritual director? No, they did not. Wow. Okay. So, so they, the Holy Spirit really was guiding them. Yes. Wow. Yes. They were really wow. guided by him. And, um, you know, I know that they listened to Christ. They listened to their heart. They both had very prayerful um, lives. And where did they learn that? They, um, we always prayed as when they were little before bed, but they, um, I know that their grandmother on their father's side has really taught them a lot about Jesus and prayer and, uh, as well. And I know just being around people and the friends that they have found and, um, being active at the church that they've learned from all kinds of places and people to the prayer life. Christopher was very active in Ames when he went to college there a couple of years at the church. So I just heard 
Julie, Grandma Julie, that yeah. grandparents are influential still. I heard that too. I was going to mention <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yay for the grandma yeah. with the, the yeah. prayers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you obviously brought them into church activities then. Yes. I'm assuming. Yes. They were um, at religious education. And that's something that I just didn't drop them off to every week. We all stayed as a family and I was active in helping and wherever I could. Um, so they we, saw you. Active. Right. Yeah. They did. That's yes. And we also taught uh, Sunday school all together. And um, Caitlin loved it so much. She did it for three years instead of just the one that we did. But we taught three different classrooms. Wow. And it was a so you each had a classroom experience. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we well, did. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. You know, I taught religious ed, but I'm a mom. So people out there, you don't have to be afraid to teach religious ed if you're afraid of a religious, you know, because you you hear things like that. And sometimes people go, oh, oh, you know what I mean? But what I think is beautiful is you, you were never afraid of that. And I think some parents are afraid of a religious vocation. You know what? I guess we're bumping up against the clock. Yeah, should, we, yeah. should we take a break and yeah, come back and I talk just about that? Let, if you just tuned in, we're visiting with our guest today, Shauna Grow, about uh, raising children, and she has two who are in religious life right now, and you're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO... You receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences. mchs.edu. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Chris Magruder, and today our guest is Shauna Groh. Shauna has four adult children. Two of them are in religious life right now. And so we've had Shauna come on with us to share a little bit about this whole experience, this journey as a mother. And Shauna, right before the break, you're talking a little bit about what you did as family. You, you, you taught religious ed together. They were always involved in youth group. But I think it's important for us because moms want to know, and dads too who listen, <laughs> about you and your faith life. I mean, what? Because sometimes I think we get this idea that it has to be this perfect environment of faith to grow, to foster a vocation. But we know God will do what He can do, and He will do. So tell us a little bit about your faith and all this. My faith has been a roller coaster my um, since high school. You know, you kind of fall them back sometimes then, and then you get back to it. I had children young and felt if I was going to put them into Catholic education, I should be going to church, and it's time to get back to church. So, um, when but Chris- your kids did not go through Catholic school systems, correct? Christopher started I um, in Kansas where okay. we lived prior, so he went. To through pre- two years of preschool, through second grade, 
at a Catholic school. Okay. And then when we moved here, they did not. They were in a public school system after that. And um, they, my faith life just grew with my children as they grew. And the older they got, the more involved we were. And I knew even before moving here to Iowa that I had to have the Lord in my life. I had to depend on him. He um, was something that was very alive in our lives, and he gave us all of our entertainment in Kansas, um, all of the school activities, being in a Catholic education. But then when we moved here, it's what we immersed ourselves in. We immediately found a church, and we became active. And how many ways can we be here at church? What things can we do here at church with the ages of my children and how can we all help? How can we learn that we need to be here and to learn to know this community? I love that. I think often Julie and I talk about you never know who's helping who. And I think we've seen a lot of people in this generation where the children, you know, end up helping their parents faith walk. And so I I love to hear that. But uh, the thing that I think is interesting is a lot of people think you have to have your kids in Catholic schools all the way through and not necessarily. No, my faith has grown with especially these two children, but really with all of my children throughout their lives as they get older. I've become a lot closer with the Lord, um, especially with them entering vocations. I've become even more closer with the Lord because, you know, I at times he's all I've got. He's all I'm holding on to. And I run to him for comfort and peace and knowing, you know, that my children have him as well. I feel there's a connection with my children through Christ mm. when we, um, you know, when they aren't with me here any longer. Mm. You know, Shauna, what I hear, one thing that I'm kind of pulling out of this from what you're saying too is parents sometimes think they have to know their faith so well to be, to impart it onto their children just in general. But I love how you, you just, you just stepped in and you grew with your kids. And I know for myself, I grew with my kids reading the children Bible stories and going on. And I think I want parent I would like parents to really key on that as they listen to you today, that you don't have to know everything and that you've really created a culture of faith in your home, not necessarily a learning this is XYZ and this is why we do this, but a culture of faith of relying on Jesus. Yes, yes. You I love that. And that, rely on that really is a culture of humility too. Because the ones who know it all think they know it all. You know what yeah. I mean? And and then so what's left, I've already learned it all. And I'm, I've graduated from my Catholic faith when they leave home, maybe, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that culture of humility of continual growth, you know, and your kids watch that more than what you probably taught them. That's probably, I would guess. Yeah. It'd be right. interesting to know. They saw how you reacted, how you lived it, the experiential of that instead yes. of you know, not necessarily, I mean, the, th- the things we, we have to teach our kids things, but it's really those experiences that they probably watched. You go through your difficulties and your trials as a family, what you did, where you, they saw you turn to Jesus. It's that idea Lord. of choice, isn't it? Yeah. You continue to choose him. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that because it, 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 call, it gives everybody hope that this is something that available to everybody, right? As parents. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Well, okay. Tell us a little bit. Just I wanted to go back a little bit. So, if you have parents out there who are maybe um, wanting their kids to get into religious life, how would you encourage them? I think that you know I wouldn't push it. I feel that you need to stay open to all of their opportunities and ideas that they want to encounter in life. Um, they need to hear God's call. I know. 
I talked to Christopher during seminary, and God chooses them. We don't choose, you know, that call. He chooses them, and we need to hear that and answer that call. So being aware, um, keeping an open mind as parents, we plant the seeds, we talk about them, we educate them about it, and we pray for our kids. We pray with our kids about what they want to do and what they like, how they want to pursue um, and I think I think it's interesting because not only that, but where God wants them in religious life. Because Christopher started in one place and now he's in another, right? Correct. Yes. Where Where did he start? Remind us of he was. Um, he went to Loris. Okay. His third and fourth year. So of diocesan college. priest kind of stuff. Yes, he okay. went through seminary at that point, and he was in seminary for six plus years, and wow. went to St. Paul Seminary in Minnesota after that, and um, then decided it. He discerned out of that. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't right for him at this time. And um, he ended up working for a couple of years in a church south of the Dubuque area. And then that's when he heard about the Franciscan Friars and wanted to visit them. And after visiting them, he ended up joining and has been with them for a couple of years. And we'll take first vows this summer. Wow. And so now he looks like, for those of you who know who Father Grishel was, now he's going to look like Father Grishel. Yes. <laughs> With a long, beautiful beard. He's got a long beard. He's, his name is Brother Boniface Marier today. Oh, wow. So, Marier. Yes. That's yes. beautiful. Brother Boniface Marier. Well, you are listening to Catholic Women Now on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We're talking to Shauna Grow about her son, Christopher, and daughter, Caitlin. And we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more maybe about Caitlin and being a cloistered poor postulate, correct, right now? Yes. And um, then we'll talk a little bit more about just the the life as a mom of religious. So stay tuned. You're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Someone recently asked me, how do you explain that Jesus did so much for people 2,000 years ago, but doesn't now? So I asked, are you letting him make a difference in you now? God has revealed all we need for happiness and peace, but we have to let his word impact the way we think if it's going to make a difference in our lives. St. Paul tells us, Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Jesus told his apostles who he knew would face tremendous trials, Do not let your hearts be troubled. He wasn't inviting them to receive peace. He was commanding them to claim it. Want God's word to make a difference in you? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It starts by not letting your hearts be troubled or given to fear, anxiety, negativity, and constant complaining. Fill your heart with gratitude, truth, beauty, goodness, and the things of God. Then, regardless of your circumstances, you'll see Jesus making all the difference in you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Women Now. You're listening to Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson with Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio Network. And we are talking this morning with Shauna Grow about her two children, Christopher and Caitlin, who have joined um, the Franciscan Friars and the Poor Clares. Um, her daughter is actually cloistered right now, and she's a postulate. But um, we were talking a little bit earlier about how you might encourage other parents who might potentially have um, their kids might have religious vocations, but are scared. I want to go back to that because there are people who don't want that. For I've known families who don't want that for their kids and kids step away from that, even though they're feeling called. What would you say to them? 
Well, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is our our goal as parents is our children to get to heaven. And we want to lead them to God. We want to encourage their relationship with God. And, um, you know, I know that having that relationship is very important and they're all just more at peace and they find their happiness there. Um, with Christopher, he was, um, Colton and I, my youngest son, went to New York last April and we spent five days living with the friars. We lived with their day to day. We did chores with them. We did holy hours with them, four of them every day, daily mass every day, cooking with them. Um, it's just a wonderful community. We were out serving the homeless on the streets. We were, um, you can serve in the coffee shop and they have free snacks and coffee every Tuesday. And um, just a house full of wonderful men leaving with so many new sons um, to love and to care for and to pray for, as well as praying for us and getting to visit them when um, we get a chance to. But they're so full of joy and love and happiness and share God with us so much. We were just lit on fire with the Lord when we left, both Colton and I. So you... you went there with one son and walked away with several more. Yes, I did. Isn't that how God yes, works? It was beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And the, the cloistered convents the same way. I, I mean, I've got 14 daughters. I call and talk to Mother Abess periodically every week or so just to see how my daughter is doing, ask if she's doing okay. And, um, you know, she's always telling us, we all love you and we pray for you. And they know me as mom as well. Oh. So mm-hmm. uh, a mother to 14 new daughters wow. today. And again, I'm always there to donate, to help, to Instacart order, whatever they yeah. need. Oh. <laughs> Just like if your Just daughter was at college thing. or yes. something yeah. like that. <laughs> yes, it really well, you is. you sent them like a snowboard or something or for I them? I did. Yeah. I sent them a snow tube in January because I asked, what can help you guys, you know, find the fun and happiness during recreation time? Yeah. And she said, you know, we would like a snow tube. And so I just Amazoned it right that day and they got it that weekend and they were able to enjoy it several times and (laughs) talked to my daughter in February and she did. They, they really loved it. Can you imagine the flying habits (laughs) down the hill? That's a, that's a picture in my head. Well, you know, I I know like, uh, I know some ordered um, nuns and and they love ice cream. Like if you can send something for ice cream, that's a treat. Sunday evenings is ice cream day. Yeah. And my daughter loves ice cream. So I know that it's a big one. Maybe that brings you closer to to her it too, does. knowing that you're sending something that she's enjoying that you yeah. know personally that she likes. Yes, it, you know, it really does. We have a few minutes left, and I just wanted to ask you, I know that there's got to be some grief in letting your kids go um, because you don't get to see them on a daily basis anymore because it, it, that's just a practical, That's it's difficult. So tell us a little bit about how you dealt or deal with the sadness of, you know, maybe letting your daughter be in a, a cloistered situation or your son, you know, not seeing him every day. He's on the East Coast now. Right. Um, really talking with priests, religious friends, um, building and gaining just new knowledge. They left me books. They referred books to me. So I was diving into all of the knowledge that I could to understand why they want to do what they're doing. And especially the cloistered part of it, that was hard for me. Mm. Um Calling mother for updates for on Caitlin, those kinds of things. Um, Christopher, when he had first left, it was hard to adjust, you know, not having my oldest, who I would always leaned on and relied on, and then him um, just being further away. But he was able to talk some on the phone the first year, and I did get to see him. 
Um, we write every other week still um, to this day since I haven't been able to see him for uh, over a year right now. Wow. Um, so it's it's tough and it's hard, but hearing from him in a letter form, you have formed such a deeper relationship than just quick calls or texts on a phone. Mm-hmm. And then um, and you can go back and reread it. Right. You can. And I, I keep several of them out <laughs> for good reminders. And in the cloistered, it was really difficult um, knowing that just the simple thing of not getting to hug or touch my daughter ever again. And um, just calling her weekly, we'd have weekly updates, mm. um, getting to do cook for her with her. It was all the really small things that really, it was really hard, really hard to adjust. But to know that she is happy where she's at, that she loves where she's at, she's content, she's cared for, there, it does bring peace. Mm. And um, it also brings me closer to God in my relationship because I need him with the absence of her. And he knows that. And I know that I was at an immerse event in um, February and had a wonderful healing of Christ's peace. The deacon had asked me to come over and be prayed over. And for whatever reason, this time there was a groups of 10 or 12 people all praying over one person. And I, it isn't something I would get up and go do. Right. And of course, what a deacon, it was God taking care of it. You, it was, it was, wow. it truly was. And I knew that when I got in my car wow. and left, but wow. it was a beautiful prayer service um, with deacon and all the people praying. And you could just feel the lift, the heartache and the sorrow and the sadness and all of the burdens and the loss just being lifted from my heart and just filled with the Holy Spirit, with the joy and the peace that I needed. And the Lord knew exactly the tears were just running and they couldn't stop. And even afterwards, people were asking if I was okay and they were still running down my face. But it was, it's the way the Holy Spirit cleanses our souls by letting those tears just run and it, and it strengthening was, it is very very strengthening wow. so very strong oh god just takes care of us doesn't he he takes he care does. of our needs when we don't even know what needs need to be taken care of yeah <laughs> you know yes amen and it's so beautiful amen. when you and you're such a beautiful daughter of his as well daughter yeah. of abba father yeah. so amen thank well, you shauna thank you so much for joining us here on catholic women now and sharing the journey as a from a mother's perspective of Two children who are in religious life right now, and uh, I just we just hope that this gives other listeners today hope and a consideration of that for their yes. own children. Amen. Yeah, you thank are. you for having me. Will you take us out in prayer, Julie? I will. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we just come to you today, and we just surrender our hearts, we surrender our will, we surrender our minds, and we give them all to you, Lord. And we just ask Jesus that you return it to us, formed in your will, formed in your thinking informed in your heart so that we may be detached from things of this world and attached more closely to your sacred heart, Jesus. And we ask this all in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now go do those impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women on The Voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa.